Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Amen. Romans 6, verse 13. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Know ye not, verse 16, that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience under righteousness. And verse 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. Thank God. Father, we thank you today, Lord, for your word. It's treasure. Amen. It's a treasure, Lord. We thank you, God, for it. And let, let us guard it. Let us use it. Let us uh, uh, hide it in our hearts. Uh, amen. And let it uh, bring value to our lives in a great way. We pray, Lord, that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name today, and that everybody receive what you want them to receive from this word. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All three of these verses have a common word in them, and that word is yield. Another word for yield is surrender. Amen. And that's what I want to preach about this morning, surrender. Praise God. Amen. As Christians... We need to know that we need to surrender to God and not to surrender to other things. Amen. Praise God. Surrender is defined as to yield to the power and control or possession of another. To give oneself over to something. To give oneself up unto the power of another. To submit and to concede and to give in. There is, in, in traditional surrender terms, there's conditional surrender and there's unconditional surrender. Amen. And conditional surrender is, I'm surrendering on my terms. And unconditional surrender, I'm surrendering on the other person's terms. Amen. During World War II, uh, that, that war did not come to an end until both Germany and Japan, of course Italy, all agree to unconditional surrender. And then the war was over. 1945. Amen. There is something universally associated with surrender. And that is lifting up your hands. Like if you're at the ATM and somebody goes, you feel something sharp in your back and say, stick them up. You're, uh, you're not going to go like this. 
you know, or go like this. I mean, you're going to go like this. You're going to put those hands up, and you're going to put your palms out, and you're sticking them up. Amen. If, you know, the police stop somebody for some reason or find them, catch them in the, in the act of something, they're going to say, come out with your hands up. And they're not going to, you know, come out like, yeah, you know. Or what, I mean, they're going to be coming out with their hands up. They're going to have their palms are out. Amen. You know why the palm's out? You got nothing to hide anymore. You need to show show us all the cards. Show everything. You put everything out there like that. And you, you, you know that you're, you're surrendered. You know, you, you're in a position where you can't do a whole lot because your hands are free. They can see and they know you're less of a threat. Amen. And the same is true when I surrender to God. When I lift my hands to God, first and foremost, I'm lifting them up in an act of surrender. I have my palms out, my hands are up, my palms are out, facing God, facing Him. Amen. I lift them up in humility. I lift them up in submission to His will. Amen. I lift them to let Him know that I surrender myself, not to Him conditionally, but I surrender to Him unconditionally. Amen. Praise God. I'm doing it on His terms. Asking Him to have His way in my life. Because when I try to surrender to God halfway or my own way, amen, it's not going to work. It's not going to be fully. When I'm fully surrendered, amen, and surrender all to Him, that's when the, the power works. That's when God's glory can come and change me from the inside out. But i got to let go of everything and give it to Him and surrender it. Praise God. So I don't just lift my hands to God to go through motions. Amen. Like I'm right here physically in the building and my hands are up. But, you know, my body is over at In-N-Out drive-thru right now. Going, you know, ordering, you know, my favorite food, you know, my four by four animal style with extra this and extra that. And might as well animal style my fries. Give me a Neapolitan shake, which is all three ice creams. I know the inside lingo. I want everything that's not on the menu. I want the secret stuff. Amen. And I want it all supersized and big, big stuff. Praise God. Amen. So I can physically have my hands up and my mind's not here. Amen. But God's saying, hey, when your hands are up, put them up with your mind involved with it. Put them up with your heart involved with it. Praise God. I'm not just doing it to do it. I'm doing it in Jesus' name. Praise God. When I do things in Jesus' name, things happen. Psalm 63 verse 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in Thy name. I'm doing it to bless the Lord. I'm not just doing it for my own stretching and yawning or whatever. Psalms 134.2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Amen. We're in the sanctuary today. I saw a bunch of you blessing the Lord earlier. I saw a bunch of you purposing. Put your hands up. And you were, you were doing it with your heart. Praise God. So we are at the same time surrendering to him and worshiping him and blessing his name and blessing him with our hands up. Praise God. 
Amen. I'm doing it in prayer with holy hands, without doubting and without wrath. 1 Timothy 2, 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Because when you have wrath, that's anger. Amen. When you have anger and doubt and you try to go into prayer with that, your prayer is not going to, it ain't going to get off the ground, Harley. Praise God. That's why a lot of times the best thing to do right after you open up your prayer with thanksgiving and praise is you open it up with a little humility and say, God, forgive me. God, take this stuff out of my life. Amen. Or whatever is it. Henry, I need to come to you because when you, when you, before you get to your prayer list, before you get to your requests, before you get to the heavy duty stuff, amen, you need to have a clear pipeline. Hallelujah. Amen. No wrath and no doubting. I'm going to lift up holy hands. I'm going to lift up hands, amen, that have been blessed by God, that are, that are doing God's will. So my prayers will be successful. For when I surrender these things to God and humble myself, my prayers will not be hindered. Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm lifting up my heart with my hands. Amen. Now I know what, you know, this beating heart muscle is not really the Bible heart, but I know when we feel things, we feel it right down in here, so it's kind of close, you know. We kind of tap right here, but it's really over here. So it's in the neighborhood, and we go, well, it must be that heart. You know, whatever. Amen. But I'm telling you, amen. The heart, the Bible heart is the seat of your emotions. It's where you, what you feel with. Amen. And so I got to do it with my heart. Lamentations says something wonderful in verse 41 of chapter 3. Let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. Amen. So... My hands is up, are up right there. I got my heart up there. Amen. God, I'm putting it up as high as I can go. I need you to really bless that and touch it. Amen. My heart is in my hands. I, I'm wide open, God. Amen. We, you know, because we put walls around our hearts when people hurt us. And when we've been wronged and we've been stabbed in the back. And we, we wall, we don't let anybody in sometimes. And unfortunately, we don't let God in either because that wall keeps everything out. Praise God. But I'm here to tell you, I know it's vulnerable when you, when you really put your heart up there like that. But when you do it for God, amen, he's not going to misuse your heart. He won't abuse your heart. He won't hurt your heart. Amen. He's a heart mender. He's a heart transformer. Amen. He'll make your heart better. He'll make it a blessing. I'm going to lift my heart with my hands to God in the heavens and surrender my heart. Because if he has my heart, he's got me. He's got me. Amen. You know, like when, when you fall in love, she has my heart. He has my heart. Well, how long is he going to have it? You know, don't you need it? You know, what is this, like a class ring or, you know, around a little piece, you know, or we used to give our class rings to our girlfriends. And of course they were too big because we have the big fingers and we give them to the girlfriends. They put, you know, yarn around them so they would fit on their, or, and then they, you know, or they would just wear it around their neck, you know, with a chain or something exchange class I gave her my heart I gave him my heart or whatever amen but give God your heart amen he's got my heart and that's that's a valuable thing praise God sometimes we got to stop running from God 
and start running to Him in surrender. Amen. Praise God. Let's stop trying to hide from God because you can't hide. Amen. Where can I go from the presence of the Lord? If I go here, He's there. If I go down there, He's there. If I go way over there, He's there. He's everywhere. The eyes of the Lord, amen, go to and fro. They behold everything. You can't get away from God, which is a good thing. Amen. When you're trying to give your heart to Him, amen, He's got His eye on you. Amen. When you talk about Jonah, he calls Jonah, amen, and Jonah tries to run from God. Jonah tries to hide from God. He runs the opposite way. He gets in a boat and hides down in the, amongst the, the cargo in the bottom of the ship, falls asleep and thinks he's, he's got away with everything. But God has another. You know, even when you run from God, even when you hide from God, God loves you enough that he's not going to let you alone. Especially if somebody's praying for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody stop praying for me. God's bugging me. Well, good. We want God to bug you. Amen. Amen. Don't ever say, God, don't bug me anymore. Because you say that often enough and he'll, he'll, he'll answer your prayer. And that's a prayer you don't want answered. You want God to bug you until you get where you need to be. Where you get where he wants you to be. Where you get in the will of God. Where you surrender all and yield all. Because that's when you're going to be successful for God. Amen. So let's stop fighting against God and surrender to Him. Because He's the Prince of Peace. Because when you're running and when you're hiding... And when you got one eye open and you're trying to, you know, sleep and watching and watching behind you... Always watching who's behind you. Amen. That's no life. That's no peace. That's no comfort. Amen. I'm surrendering all. I'm going to come clean. Give it all to God. And I'm not going to worry about that. And God will have my back. And I'm not, I'll be able to sleep like a baby. And the Prince of Peace will come and give me the peace that passes all understanding. And keep my heart in Christ Jesus. That's what I need. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't fight against God. You know, the early church, I talked about it this, in Sunday school a little bit this morning. And... You know, after they did a miracle to that lame man, they got called on the carpet. They got thrown in jail. They were let out of jail by an angel. And then they were out preaching again. And then this time, because they realized that, you know, the people really liked them. The people saw they were doing miracles. So they had to be careful how they handled the situation. They carefully brought them in for more questioning in chapter 5. Amen. And, uh, and uh, they, the, the consensus among the Pharisees was, let's, let's you know, Put these guys to death. Let's, let's get rid of them like we did with Jesus. These guys are a pain in our side. And then Gamaliel, he was one of the uh, guys on the Sanhedrin, the 70-member, you know, big highfalutin Pharisee uh, tribunal and council, amen, that really governed the, the religious affairs of Israel. And he was well-respected. And he said, let's put these guys out and send them out into the hall for a minute. Amen. And with the guard. And then I want to t- I'll tell you guys something. And he said, he said, you know what? There's been a lot of people come and go with, that have causes. You know, this guy rose up and he had a big following. And then, he, you know, he died and then it, it went to nothing. This guy came up, amen, and he had a following. And then when he was exiled or thrown in prison and, and taken out of the country, then all his following went away. Amen. And now he said in Acts chapter 5, verse 38, he said, And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, 
it will come to naught. But if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. Amen. Lest happily you be found even to fight against God. Amen. Amen. You fight against God and you lose. Amen. The Pharisees lost when they fought against God. And when we as people fight against God's will in our life, fight against what God wants in our life. Amen. God still loves us and he's still going to reach for us. Amen. Let's not fight against God. Let's surrender. Amen. It's okay to surrender. It's okay to give in to God. It's okay to yield to God. Amen. Our text passage, those three verses, we, we, you know, it talked about yielding, Paul wrote. And, you know, we yield ourselves today, right now. We could just go down the line. What do, we yield ourselves to so many things in life. And, and we look back and we see maybe we're yielding to things right now. Or we yield stuff in our past. We yield to things. We surrender to things all the time. And some of them aren't good for us. Amen. And when you surrender to something or someone, amen, then you give that thing or that person carte blanche. You remember the carte blanche commercials or whatever, you know, that's basically, it's, you know, like a free, right, it's a blank check, amen, full control, the sky's the limit in your life when you surrender to something. Paul said when you yield yourselves and your members to something, whether it's unrighteousness, iniquity, or sin, or whether it's life, God or righteousness, amen, then though that thing has full control over your life or that person. Amen. Paul told us not to surrender to unrighteousness. He told us not to surrender to uncleanness in those passages. He told us not to surrender to iniquity that leads to iniquity or sin that leads to death. Amen. You know, John F. Kennedy said this one time about America. Uh, he said, the cost of freedom is always high. But Americans have always paid it. And one path we shall never choose. And that is the path of surrender or submission. And when it comes to unrighteousness, when it comes to the enemy of our soul, when it comes to the wrong things, amen, the carnal nature that we have, our flesh, we should never surrender, amen. I'm talking about freely surrendering to God and never surrender. Can you circle the wagons and keep the powder dry? And hey, Grandma, amen, give me some more musket balls. We're still going to fight. We're not giving up this. We're not going to give up, amen, this fight. Amen. We need to fight the good fight of faith. We need to resist the devil. We need to never give up and never give in when it comes, amen, to the things against God. And the things trying to bring our soul down. Amen. Don't surrender your mind to the enemy. Amen. That means your thoughts. The Bible said bring every thought into captivity and obedience to Christ. The Bible said also, amen, when you think on things, think on good things. Amen. Think on wholesome things and blessing things. Don't surrender your heart to the enemy. Proverbs 4.23 said, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. Life. Amen. And everything we go through is in, comes from our heart, so keep it with all diligence. Don't surrender your soul to the enemy. Amen. It's our responsibility to patiently possess our souls. So don't allow anything else to possess your soul. Amen. Jesus said your soul's worth more than the whole world. And so he said there's nothing worth exchanging your soul for. Amen. Don't surrender your body to the enemy. 
Amen. Our body's a temple of the Holy Ghost once we begin serving Him. Don't allow anything to defile it. Don't allow anything to destroy it. Amen. We're not our own anymore. We've been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. So we need to glorify God in our bodies, the Bible said. So don't surrender your heart, mind, strength, and soul, which is all of what you are. Amen. So don't surrender to that, but do surrender to God. Amen. Paul said we must purpose in our heart to yield ourselves to God, His righteousness and His holiness. And when it comes to the subject of surrender, Apostle Paul was very acquainted with it in his own life. He had to surrender. Remember, he was public enemy number one of the church. When you read Acts chapter 7, when Stephen got done with his little sermon that he preached, amen, the people were so mad at him, they dragged him outside the city and they started stoning him to death, which was a typical punishment back in those days when people were going to kill somebody or execute somebody. And they, the, they said there was a young man at the end of that chapter, a young man that held the coats of the people that were throwing the rocks, and his name was Saul of Tarsus, who, who, was, who was Paul before his name was renamed. And then we read chapter 8 of the book of Acts where Paul was given letters of authority and permission to bring into captivity, to imprison Christians, amen, to, to flog them and to punish them and to beat them, amen. In some cases, he might have had them killed. I don't know, amen, but I'm telling you, he was public enemy number one of the church. And then in chapter 9, we see he was on his way to Damascus, Syria. He wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with just uh, t- t- taking captive Christians that were inside of Israel. He had to go to another country because Christianity had spread. And he was going to Damascus with authority to take these Christians. And God said, mm-hmm. that's enough from you, buddy. So this was Paul's big moment. Amen. The Bible said in Acts chapter 9, verse number 3, As he journeyed, he came near to Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The word pricks is an old English word that means ox goad, which was a stick sharpened to a kind of a dull point that when the ox was not cooperating and wouldn't move and get going and get plowing or whatever, you take this stick and just like right upside the fanny, and and that little ox would, okay, I get you. I got the point now, okay? If he could talk. Amen. And so... Jesus was telling him, hey, this is your big moment. Are you going to surrender or am I going to have to defeat you right here? Because you're not going to keep doing this in my church. Amen. So this was Paul's big moment. And Paul surrendered to God. Amen. He was blind for a few days. He was taking it by the hand into the city. God sent someone by to lay hands on him. He received his sight. He was baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And he became the greatest, uh, amen, switcher artist. He went from a public enemy number one of the church to the greatest uh, advocate the church had ever seen at that time. Just like one of the apostles. And he became one of the apostles. Amen. 
So, so Jesus said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. In other words, it's hard for you to fight against me. So surrender is not a bad thing when you're giving it up to something and giving in to something good. It's a good thing when you're surrendering to God. It then becomes sweet surrender. Amen. Sweet surrender. Praise the Lord. Amen. One lady said, surrender to what is, let go of what was, have faith for what will be. Amen. Praise God. Sometimes we're not going to get past square one unless we surrender to something right now. Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want something following me into 2020 like I've done before. Where I've had something that I could have dealt with and I could have, you know, nipped it in the bud in the current situation. But we don't want things following us because it's only going to get worse. Let's surrender. Let's surrender. Amen. Folks, I tried for my first 21 years of my life and to do my own thing and to do it the way I wanted to do it. And I decided I wasn't doing such a great job. Amen. So I decided to give myself up. Decided to turn myself in. Decided to go right to the police department and just like, okay, put on the bracelets, whatever they call them, whatever. You know, hook me up, whatever. I surrender. I went to God. It took 21 years. Amen. Praise God. And my mom, my mom's right here as a witness that I was a perfect child all those 21 years. Wrong. I talked about it in Sunday school. No. Amen. I gave her fits. I was the number one kid and number one public enemy of the family for a while. Amen. When, when her little seven-year-old is brought back in police cars more than one time for lighting fires inside carport garages and all kinds of stuff, and I can barely look over the out and see on top of the window to look out the police car, and I run away from home, and they're finding me over at 7-Eleven at midnight and all kinds of stuff, you know, miles from a house. It's like, hey, I got stuff to do, and I don't care what time it is. I got to get out of here. You're going to go put me over here, then I'm, I'm leaving, you know. You know, or whatever. So there's all kinds of things. I, I, we don't want to go into all the, the gruesome details. Amen. But just suffice it to say that I knew I wasn't doing the best job and I needed to surrender. Amen. And after I unconditionally surrendered to him, he reminded me of all the times before that time. Amen. When I was a teenager and even younger, even a, a, a child Amen. Where he tried to reach for me. He tried to help me to get to in my mind. I needed surrender earlier. Amen. And I was amazed at how many times I had brushed God off when I started reliving and thinking about those occasions. And I brushed him off or I tried to surrender conditionally, which will never work with God. It's got to be unconditional. If we don't surrender on his terms, we won't live the transformed and overcoming life that he has designed for us. Amen. Because you can't say, well, Lord, I'll surrender if you... Dot, 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 dot. I'll surrender when you... Dot, dot, dot. Or I'll live for you as long as... You know, no. 
There's no conditions. There's no conditions. Amen. The United States and the Soviet Union, which actually were allies, if you can believe it, in World War II, they told Germany, unconditional or nothing. And they said, all right. They didn't do it at first, but they had to, finally. Amen. Got to be unconditional. None of these scenarios work with God. The more we surrender to God, the more He can use us and work through us. A fully surrendered person in the hands of God will be used mightily in His kingdom. A fully surrendered person will be humble and always give the glory to God or anything that happens. For we know it's the grace of God that does what it does. Amen. Praise God. Would you stand with me? And I'll tell you, the key to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I can tell you in one word. It's two different words, but I can tell you it's just one word answer. Surrender or yield. That's the key to receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Of course, you got to repent first. That's the first thing you got to do for anything. But you got to surrender. Man, how come I'm not receiving the Holy Ghost? Well, are you, are you seeking after it? Amen. And if you're seeking after it, you're not receiving it, have you surrendered everything? Amen. Have you given Him everything? Or are you saying, well, I want you to fill me with the Spirit, but I want to keep these few things, you know, you know in, the, in the skeleton closet, so to speak. No, surrender all. Surrender all. That's when you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And I'm praying for everyone that has not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this church. I'm praying this is your time. Amen. I'm praying for a hunger and a thirst to come upon everyone that needs the Holy Ghost to, to seek after it. You can get it here. You can get it at home. You can get it in your car. Whatever. But you seek after it. And the key is fully yielding, fully surrendering to God. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.